0: Now, once again, here's
2: Mark.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after
3: the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next two hours, we're going to talk about car and car repair. I've got my sidekick next to me, Renee. That's my wife. Um, we I uh, have to be on my best behavior because you're here.
2: Oh, uh, that hasn't stopped you before.
3: Okay, fine, fine. Nevertheless, now's the time to get in 602 5080968. Gil, if you can hear me, and I know you can, can you bump up your input to me? And if you can't, it's no big deal. Jeez, I don't know if that's going to be on a pod or not, but if you can uh, bring it up to me in my headphones, then that'd be great. But if you can't, it's okay, because Renee and I can make it. Yeah. Alrighty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by SS Tire, my friends at SS Tire. They opened in 1976. They have three locations in the West Valley, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. S&S offers a comprehensive line of tires and many different brands. You can go in there and you can say to them, I want good, better, best. I want an estimate for four tires, and I want to write the check before I leave to come here. I want you to give me a couple of tires in each category. So you walk away with basically six estimates, but really you just need three good, better, best, and the brands, and you can make up your mind. It doesn't cost you anything. They're really, really good. So they have tires from wheelbarrows to tractors and everything in between. So they'll balance your tires. They do alignments and suspension work. So they're going to be able to read your old ones and then make sure that they give you an estimate to repair any abnormal wear for your new tires and that's the best of two worlds. You get to see the old ones and then you get to do the repair. Many times guys like me in an independent car repair market, we see the car with new tires on it and we don't really have the benefit of reading the old tires so they can do both at the same time. Alrighty, let's go to my list of Things that have wadded up my underwear. Oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> it Alrighty. doesn't take much somebody. First of all,
3: there's a nice gentleman that wrote me a note. He has a six-year-old car with 17,000 miles on it. It's in the garage, city-driving about 2,000 miles a year. Does he get rid of his tires? No, I wouldn't, not at six years. That's what I told him. I said he needs to start looking hard at his tires when they're eight, nine, and ten. Right now, the top limit appears to be most, the majority of the experts in the United States say ten years. Discount Tire says we won't even touch your tires when they're ten years or north of that. But he also said it's in the garage, and I said to him, that's not important. That's
2: not important? No, that's
3: not important. And the reason why is is if they're hanging on a shelf in a hot warehouse – or they're in your in your garage on a hot floor, that really doesn't make any difference. But what deteriorates the the tire is wear. So we spin it at 75, and in your case, not 100 miles an hour, and the tire gets hot, and then we go through heat cycles, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Um, but the idea that if I shade my tires and they never see sun, and if I store it inside, the tires will love me, and instead of ten years, I can go twenty years.
0: That's typically
3: the mentality, and that's not true. Okay. So you have to draw that hard line. But
2: I mean, they don't get sun cracked or weather cracked or anything either. So that's kind of why I thought for in the garage, and maybe I'm like everybody else. Well, <laughs> that's no, not right. no, there's
3: a valid point to that. Um, weather checking is is an issue, but there's no standards to look at a tire and either bless the tire or mm-hmm. kick it out of your 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 bubble. So you. Even the most sophisticated, but I will tell you this: when you can see the next, when the crack is so big that you can see the next layer Mm -hmm. of tread, or not tread, but layer of nylon or layer of polyester, that's a bad deal. Sure. But in reality, that tire is long past the 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yes, we still see that, but those tires are 12 and 15 years old. Sure so this weather checking idea and then there's nothing you can put on your tire to make it love you or not weather check Right. so people people, they park their motorhomes on wood and they cover up their tires in reality that motorhome tire should be replaced between 5 and 7 years and all that wood and all those covers doesn't mean nothing ok guy washes his engine and after he washes his engine his, he has throttle and performance issues any idea what that is?
2: No, but okay. I think you talked about this in a
3: few... What do you what? think? What do you think it was, or why did I... I, I don't okay. know. I
2: think okay. you just told the story about... Is this about that case you no, had. No, 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 no. No, this is a different he thing.
3: Washed, no, that was the diesel engine. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, this is a gas engine. This is a gas engine. He washes his gas engine at the car wash, and okay. now it runs bad. The throttle position sensor, TPS. Okay. You can't get it wet. Okay. He got it wet. Then I called him this morning, three days later, and I said to him... Hey, is it better or worse of the same? And he goes, it's back to normal. And I said, you dodged a bullet because you went through some heat cycles. The engine compartment got over 212. We kind of boiled a lot of that water out of there, and we cleaned up the switch. So you're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Most other people, their throttle position sensor does not recover. But I said, you know, you did okay. Where is that located? It's on the throttle blades. Now, you would follow the throttle cable to one side of the mouth of the motor, where the motor breathes. Okay. On the opposite side of the mouth, and picture a big round piece it's every bit as big as a the bigger cans of um, whatever. soup or vegetables, yeah. is that well, what you're trying to say? Of tomato can. It's okay. kind of a tomato can as opposed to a small can of soup. Okay. So That's the mouth of the motor where it breathes, and there's some butterflies in there. So on one side is the throttle cable. Almost always on the other side is this electronic device that's plugged in that tells the computer where the hell your foot's at. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if it's at idle or wide open throttle.
2: All right. So you don't want to get that wet.
3: You don't want to get that wet. All right. I had a guy ride in on on an 01 diesel. Um, It shifts up and down a lot. And so I sent him up to ANS transmission. And uh, Alger did some... As you should, he did some basic and fundamental, let's see what the computer says, let's see what kind of codes they have in it, and let me perform some function tests. Let me make it happen and make it not happen, and he drove it. So he ended up fixing the car. I'm guessing the bill was $100, $150, somewhere around there. You know what he did to fix it? What? He moved the alternator wire harness. Wow. So the alternator wire harness has lots of... Room in it, so mm-hmm. it's over here. And now he's going to move it six or eight inches over here, and he just used plastic ties to tie it away. He determined that the that the electric electrolysis the the wire has a field around it, okay. and the alternator is a big big electrical consumer and just and provider. Generator, so yeah. there's lots of stuff going on there. So he moves it away. How much talent? How much experience does say. it take to figure that out? Yeah,
2: sometimes people don't realize that that's what it is. It's just experience, and you've seen it before. So,
3: And it it isn't going to happen. You're going to find it in a YouTube, okay? No. <laughs> so then he gets a second car, and the, and the car, this diesel truck, Dodge diesel truck's driving down the road. And intermittently, it goes out of overdrive to like third gear. So it's like shifting from sixth gear to third gear. Boom. Yeah, And then it it goes on and off, on and off, on and off. I'm a little bit mad because he didn't tell me the whole story.
2: Oh, he didn't? No.
3: And I now know this whole story. Oh, boy. So he takes the car into a transmission shop, and the transmission shop finds out that the 5-volt reference to this sensor that says the the transmission is overheating is going crazy. The 5-volt sensor, the wire, goes from 2 volts to 5 volts, 2 volts to 5 volts, and it bounces back and forth. So he goes upstream and finds a bad connector. So he fixes the connector. But there's so much more to the story.
2: Is this the customer fixes it
3: or Alger? Alger. Okay. Alger built, built that transmission for the customer. It was a carryout. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he then takes it to a shop of his own and has them installed. Now there's three people involved in this transmission. So now it doesn't shift. Oh boy. Actually, what's happening is, is something is lying to the computer and telling the uh, computer that the transmission is overheating. So then the computer, its programming says, well, let me go from sixth gear to third gear and let's speed up the fluid flow. Let's let's do something different. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, Alger rebuilds it, guy takes it out in the bed of his truck, he takes it to his shop, that guy installs it, and now we have this problem. Couple and up. it's real intermittent and it's seasonal. So he doesn't tell me that.
2: Yeah, we hate those kind of problems.
3: Well, he doesn't I need the rest of the story. So Alger calls me and says, You wanna know the real story behind this? And he tells me. And he says, There's three of us involved and those two have decided it's my fault. Oh, boy. And I said, did you fix it? That's the most important And right? he, he gives a yes. And I said, did it have anything to do with the transmission you rebuilt? And he said, bad words.
2: Yeah, I bet. <laughs>
3: and I said, so what are you going to do? And he says, I've had a talk with the shop, and uh, we're going to work it out between the two of us. But he says, you need to know there's a lot more to this story than what what you were told. And and this this really, what's the word I'm looking for? This really demonstrates when you do that what kind of a risk you're going to have. There was no reason for that second shop to be involved in this, and there was no reason for Alger to be involved in this once the problem was fixed. Right. Everybody knew that neither one of those guys should have pulled money out of their pockets. Mm-hmm. But in reality, Alger ended up fixing it. So he took a beating, and the guy that installed it took a beating, and the customers over there going, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Tom, yeah. good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Hey,
4: um, I took my, uh, I got two things.
3: Um, I missed you there. You got a two thousand two
4: thousand and three toyota Tacoma. It has two hundred and twenty thousand miles on it. I took it in to get the uh yearly vehicle inspection or 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 every other year inspection and they said the uh, com- they said the computer is not ready.
3: okay did you disconnect a battery cable to try to clear a code before you went down there?
4: No, because I didn't know it wasn't ready. Um, there was nothing okay. telling telling me because it runs perfect. I mean, it, it really does. And okay. um, go ahead. I'm that sorry. has
3: nothing to do with it. That's okay. That has nothing to do with it. Let me explain. What happens is, or what used to happen is, is that people would disconnect the battery because they had a check engine light, and typically it would take three or four days for the check engine light to raise its ugly head again. So they would disconnect the battery and they'd shoot through emissions and they would mm-hmm. actually beat the system. So now the computers now have a what we call a a monitor a, ready a, yeah a ready monitor mm-hmm. and the monitor says before i'm going to say, I'm okay. I need to see this specific drive cycle. Now the drive cycle, and I'm making fun of it, Tom, the drive cycle is seven and a half minutes at 20 miles an hour, then go 55 minute, five miles an hour for uh, three minutes, and then make a quick stop, then make a right turn, honk your horn, wave a dead chicken around your head, turn on your wiper blades, it's that silly. But yeah. it takes a normal person a week to two weeks to accommodate all those glasses that need to be filled. So what they're telling you is is that one of the monitors is, says, I'm not ready. So what you have to do is, is you have to go in and have somebody check which monitor is not ready. Evaporative system, tailpipe emissions, fuel delivery, um, timing. There's all kinds of things. But in your case, it's going to be an O2 sensor monitor. So you're going to have to address that, and then the shop's going to have to guarantee their repairs. Then you're going to drive it for a week or two. And then you're going to go back to the shop and say, is the monitor ready? And then you say yes, and then you go through emissions, you plug in, and you're out the door. That's the process that you're probably going to go through.
4: Wow. Okay. Uh, is there is there anybody that's really good at doing something like that?
3: Uh, on a 1 to 10 scale, this is about a 6 for just about every shop in town. Now, this is independent repair shops. This is not the chain stores, not the transmission shops that have decided to get into repair, not the brake shops that have decided to get into repair. For them, it's a 10. Okay, mm-hmm. That's like me going from auto mechanics to uh, birthing babies. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be good at birthing babies, right. at least for the next 10 years. So, um, yeah. What part of town do you live in? Uh, Glendale. Okay. Uh, Glenn, by, um, Arrowhead, by Arrowhead. Okay. Uh,
2: Probably um, Thunderbird.
3: Thunderbird. Or- yes, Thunderbird. Thunderbird mm-hmm. Auto. Go to mark mark uh, marksalem.com, which is marksalem dot com. Those are my website. Click on okay. best car repair shops. If you don't have a shop, I can guarantee you Tom Fletcher at Thunderbird Auto can find and fix your problem.
5: Okay. Okay.
4: All right. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that very much.
3: You're welcome, Tom. Thank you very much for calling. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You either call in and ask me a car question or I continue to rant. And I want to talk about ladies' uh, leg. uh, What's it called? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. No, no. What is it? Come on.
2: Shaving cream? Yes, because I
3: had quite a few emails about that. Okay. Uh, Folks, the answer to the question on the other side of the break is this. Mark was taking a shower the other day and happened to use Renee's leg shaving cream. And so I'll tell you how that turned out. We'll be back in a minute.
6: Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us, it's what we do. When you have an accident, remember. The law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. If you're
1: listening right now, I have a question for you. How would you like to make thousands of dollars flipping properties? Hi, I'm Nick Fertucci, founder of NV Real Estate Academy. And over the last three years, I've created a community where thousands of real estate investors come together to get deals done. And now for the first time ever, I'll send you a free copy of my DVD, Fortunes in Flipping, that gives you an inside look at my community of educated real estate investors finding properties and helping others fund deals while mentoring new members just like You, If you're ready to start making money flipping properties, call now and see if you are the right individual to join my community. Call 1-800-615-3123 to get your
7: free flipping kit. Call 800-615-3123 now and you'll also get free tickets to a live training workshop. Plus a free meal, an e-writer tablet, and a USB drive preloaded with Nick's powerful information just for attending the free training workshop. Call 800-615-3123. That's 800-615-3123. So call now.
1: Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council.
0: Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today. To hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot. Where truth matters.
3: Welcome back, everybody, 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. The lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. You're more than welcome to join us. If you have a car question or a car problem, or a car dilemma, then I think I can probably help you with that. Last hour, or last segment, we were talking, and we ended the segment about Mark went into the shower and didn't have any shaving cream. Yeah. And I used your leg shaving cream. Yes. And it was... I said last week it was unbelievably better than what I was using.
2: Us girls know what to use. Come on.
3: And that might be fine. (laughs) And mine was a gel, and yours is a gel. Yeah. It's just completely different. Now, one of the guys that wrote in said, well, how long had you been in the shower before you used hers, thinking that the heat and the water um, uh, would soften my beard? Yeah. And I said to him, I shave first thing. I get in, wet my hair, wet my face put on my little thing and shave and uh, and he says well I just wondered and I said okay fair enough so one guy writes in and this is what he writes in he says George he says my neighbor used to go to the dollar store and buy the ladies shavers they have an adjustable blade on them so they may go deep and then short And uh, and he says they last a long time and they're cheaper than anything else so Father's Day's right around the corner. Okay. That's okay? what you want? I think that that's what ladies should get oh. their fathers. Is get, and Now, the, the shaving cream is called skin... Skintiment. Skintiment. And what that means is it's two words, but they both share the I-N. Skin intimate. Yes. Yeah, but I mean,
2: it's all one word. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. Skintiment. Yes. But they can think of it as two words. Skin intimate. Okay. Because like I say, there's a shared two 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 letters there. We would so, them to get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you can't very well you have to be oh, <laughs> my goodness. not get it off. I, you have to be specific if you're gonna talk and then they're not paying me to do this product for I know, them. I know. And then the dollar store.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Is there a dollar store up here?
2: There sure is. We're going
3: out after the show. Oh okay. I wanna see these razors. That's right. So I'm gonna buy like a ten pack of these razors. I'm gonna continue to use your leg shave and stuff and I'm gonna report to see and I, I don't have on a one to ten scale. My beard's not a ten. I mean, we got people in our family that it takes a chainsaw to give them a a a, a shave. Okay. But I'm I, I'm a I'm a six. My beard's probably a six or a seven. Okay.
2: Well, you're giving them way too much information about it. You know what? Six. This is
3: what it's all about. <laughs> uh, I'm not. There's a there's things that are not on my list this of things.
2: Portion brought to you by. <laughs> oh you
3: want that. Yeah. I oh. wonder
2: if they know that you're promoting shaving <laughs> women shaving stuff.
3: Well, Tom at Action Auto would think that's a good idea. Okay. Tom at Action Auto's at I seventeen in Deer Valley. He's a full service family owned operation. He's been around since nineteen eighty three. I've known him since nineteen seventy nine. He's a great guy. So no matter what you've got, Tom and his staff are known for quality workmanship, excellent customer service and a fast turnaround time. And he has ASE master technicians, which means that they're they've got gray hair, that means that they've been around the block and that means they someone has tested them at a national level and certified them completely qualified to work on your car from the front bumper to the back bumper, as opposed to someone who's never had ASE certification who says he's a technician and worked at a quick-loop shop for three months. So nevertheless, I-17 in Deer Valley, action auto. Now, who was the caller? Oh, I did. Brian, Brian, good morning to you. You want to talk about leg shaving or car problems?
5: <laughs> well, I think we'll stick with a pickup. I got. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, um, three weeks ago, we spoke about my 03 GMC Sonoma, and if you remember, I was getting a thump noise when I would walk away from the vehicle um, about 30 seconds to a minute.
3: Yeah, and I, think, I think I guessed that it was a blend door or something like that.
5: Well, uh, <laughs> you suggested one thing to try would be to. You know, when I'm coming back from the store or whatnot, take the gas cap off and drive it. Well, I drove it about a half mile back home from the grocery store the other day, and I did not get that noise after four minutes, uh, three to four minutes of sitting there waiting for it. So I wondered if that gave you any kind of a clue what might be going on there.
3: Well, I need the other part of your testing. I need you to put the gas cap back on and make sure that this problem comes back. Yeah, if it does. If that's the case. Yeah. Okay. Okay, perfect. Then you you accomplish the goal. The cheapest and easiest and the most inexpensive way is go replace the cap, and I would suggest that you buy a stamp cap, S-T-A-N-T. Okay. I would rep- and I would get it specifically for your Sonoma, and I'd put that on there. You can save your old one if you want, but if it's an old three and it's got the original cap, it probably needs one anyway. The question is, is, are we venting the fuel tank after we shut the car off? And the gas cap is part of that process, but your evaporative system that sucks the, um, the fumes off your engine, runs through a charcoal canister, and burns them through the engine again, that is also not, it's kind of like a straw that you suck on and then you stick your tongue over the end of the straw. The vacuum is still there. If something in your evaporative system is not releasing the vacuum from the tank, then you're going to have that metal popping noise back at the tank. Another thing, too, is is you need to put your hand, you need to kind of lay down behind the truck and put the, your hand on the bottom of that fuel tank and wait that four minutes because if there's something going on in that fuel tank, whether it's either expanding or contracting, and I think it's contracted and it's expanding, you're going to be able to feel it with your hands. So the gas cap is still my first choice. The second choice is, is you're going to have to have somebody look at the evaporative system to make sure when you shut it off that it's dumping the pressure inside or the vacuum inside the tank. That's what's going to okay. have to happen.
5: Can you tell right? me, I, I don't think, know if you know where the canister is located on that vehicle, memory server or not?
3: Well, I'm going to guess it's up behind one of the headlights. It's a round canister. It's going to have right. three, maybe four hoses on the top of it. Okay. And it's gonna be held on by a real cheesy clamp. Yeah. And uh, but I, I'm not sure. Um okay, I'll you look. can also is you have a fuel injected unit on that to 3 right? Yes, yeah, sir. A throttle body. There may be a big hose come off the throttle body that goes to the canister Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be a vacuum line looking. It's not going to be a high-pressure fuel line. It's going to be a vacuum line, a 3-8, probably something like that. That might take you to the canister, or there might be one of those larger hoses underneath the throttle body unit, and one of them is going to go to the PCV valve, but I'm pretty sure the other goes to the canister.
5: Okay, that'll help me out. And when you replace the canister, is there such a thing as replacing the valve on top of it or just the whole canister?
3: It comes, it comes as a complete unit, but that's okay, not – I don't want you to guess on this. No,
5: I'm because, not going to. No, I've,
3: yeah,
5: It's going to go to Kurtz Auto because I'm um, half mile from this facility, but I'm just curious myself before I get there.
3: Yeah. So. Um, what you could do, too, is, is you could pull um, – you have the motor running and pull one of the lines on the canister, and under the best of condition, that line doesn't have a vacuum to it. Okay. there's Mm -hmm. going to be other ones. There's some in and there's some out. Pull one of the lines and again, park the car and see what happens. The more information you give Kurt, the less your diagnostic charge is going to be. Yeah, I take the gas cap off and it never thumps. I put the gas cap back on and it thumps. I change the gas cap. It still thumps. I pulled this line. It stopped thumping. Boom. Then Jeff and Eric are going to be able to figure this out really quick.
5: Okay. well, thank you, Mark. I appreciate all your help.
1: falling
0: apart i would be drunk four or five days a week
1: lonely just hopeless
0: greg laurie have you seen how empty life is without god find the hope you're looking for be a part of harvest america with greg laurie this sunday with music from phil wickham
4: this is amazing
0: need to breathe a peace, a love, you can get lost and mercy me, me. Harvest America, a one-night event where people find hope.
1: I'm changing my life for the better today. Give it a shot, you know, give it a try.
0: At Harvest America, Greg Laurie explains how to find the kind of life you're looking for. God, He has a life worth living for you, a life with purpose and meaning. Come to the Lord. Harvest America, one night only
8: this Sunday, 5 p.m. at the University of Phoenix Stadium. Get details at HarvestAmerica.com. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse, because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness Partners. Welcome
3: back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is my wife, Renee. This is the George and Gracie Show, as one gentleman called it. That's right. Anyway, the phone lines are open, 602-508-0960, if you have a car question or car problem, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Mesa. have been around since 1970. Once you meet Brian and Thelma, the owners, you'll understand why they're on my list, because they're good people. They're exactly the kind of people that you want to be neighbors. They're givers, they're not takers, and they are just a wonderful, wonderful you know husband and wife and and they're good business people and in fact others from Mesa have applied to be on best car repair shops list and for obvious reasons or for many reasons um, there they didn't make it and some of them didn't have the necessary insurance some of them didn't have the necessary time and service so to be the only shop in Mesa that's pretty special and so I depend on Thompson's to do a good job and they've never let me down they're on Main Street just east of Stapley Pretty much centrally located, but Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing on Main Street, just east of Stapley. Okay, I what else write-
2: you got on your wadded up list? Wadded
3: up list. A guy has a noise, um, and he says that when I push in the clutch, the noise goes away, and when I let go of the clutch, the noise comes back, okay. and it's kind of a whining noise. Mm-hmm. He says I replaced the throwout bearing, which necessitates pulling the transmission out of the car. Wow. And I, I write him back, and I say I wish you would have called me first because there's a difference between a screeching noise and a whining noise. The throwout bearing causes a screeching noise when you apply the clutch. You're saying the noise goes away when you apply the clutch. So when you apply the clutch and you push it to the floor, you're disconnecting the moving engine and, and the transmission comes to a stop. All of the inner workings of the transmission comes to a stop, Mm -hmm. so you have completely disconnected the moving engine from the transmission. So if you push the clutch pedal in and the noise goes away, it's bad news. Yeah. So you've got something wrong in the transmission. You've got a bad bearing, or you've got a chipped tooth, um, or you've got a bushing that's completely wiped out, but the transmission has an internal problem. I could have saved him a lot with just an email, but nevertheless, he was a nice guy and he understood exactly what I said. Yeah. So that was one of the things... Pretty much, you know, my life is like car repair 24-7. Yeah, I know. All right. The bad news, here's the bad news. What? It's not a happy news, but I had to recently suspend one of my shops indefinitely. Mm -hmm. Folks, there's no bigger and better advocate for you than me when it comes to um, car repair. I don't have control of any shops out there, but the shops on my list have promised to adhere to a certain standard, and when they don't, and when they're obstinate, and when they don't take care of business, then I do what I can to protect you, and that, in this case, has everything to do with suspended indefinitely. Hopefully they can recover. Yeah. Hopefully they too. can uh, get back on the list, but right now it ain't looking good because this has been going on for more than 30 days, yeah. and there is no end in sight. Yeah. So it's so a,
2: make sure you check the list um, frequently just to make sure. This hasn't happened, what, three times? in? 20 years yep. or something like that, yep. so it's not like it happens every day, but we just want to keep up, and sometimes we add new people, too. So. Well,
3: there's you're right, three times, and since 1988, it's mm-hmm. three times, two shops, uh, right, right, one right after the other, and then one just recently. Yeah. Uh, another thing, too, is, is that we've had shops leave the list, sure. and I had two people last week talk about a shop that's no longer on the list, and I'm going to that shop because you recommended them. Yeah. So I have to remind them that I have a I have a what is it called? I promise that if you have a complaint with one of my shops and the process goes through the Better Business Bureau, if the Better Business Bureau tells the shop to make a refund or give you money back and the shop says no, two things happen. Number one, the shop is immediately kicked off the list. And number two, I will give you the money up to five thousand dollars. So I've got some skin in this game. And so in this particular case and in the shops that aren't on my list, I, I feel obligated to say to them, that that shop's no longer on my list, so my guarantee's no longer there. If you're happy, continue to go to them. Right. But I want to fix that thing in your head that I support that shop with my guarantee, because I don't. Right. Now, they may have... Dropped off shop for economical reasons, mm-hmm. or they may have decided to try Angie's List or something like that. Sure. There's a lot of other options for you to market, spend your marketing money. Yeah. So that's important. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Five lines are open. Gill's sleeping. Wake him up. We'll be back right after this.
0: Early ticket access, exclusive content, and prize giveaways. Those are just a few of the perks of being a Patriot Insider. It doesn't stop there, though. Take advantage of our half-off deals. Two people have a perfect smile, but get yours with the experts at our preferred partner, the Biltmore Dental Center. Whether it's veneers or other dental procedures, as a Patriot Insider, you'll get the perfect smile for half the price. Become an insider and get more info on our deals at 960thepatriot.com or call 602-955-9600.
6: And I wrote this message.
9: Sue Bieber of HomeSmart would like to remind everyone listening, the only thing more dangerous than taking your eyes off the road to text while driving is believing you're in control while doing so. Texting while driving doesn't just endanger your own life, but the lives of others as well. Please don't text and drive. Brought to you by Sue Bieber of HomeSmart in Peoria. For more information, visit online at suebieber.com. She's on the air because she cares about the people in our community. That's Sue Bieber of HomeSmart reminding you that smarter drivers do save lives and realtor jim fairchild would like to remind everyone listening this weekend highways will be busy with motorists traveling to and from family and friends make sure you and your family have a safe and sober way home and please don't drink and drive brought to you by realtor jim fairchild in tucson for all your real estate needs call jim at 520-360-3411 and like him on facebook He's on the air because he cares about the people in our community. That's 520-360-3411 for realtor Jim Fairchild, urging you to always drive safely.
7: Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right.
9: This is NASCAR driver Kurt Busch,
6: and I am proud to support our nation's veterans. Do you know you can get a faster decision on your disability compensation claims by filing an electronic fully developed claim, or e-claim on eBenefits? Take it from a guy who lives his life in the fast lane. Faster is better. Visit eBenefits.va.gov today to learn more. E-claims, Online VA claims made simple. A message from the Department of
9: Veterans Affairs.
3: Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salen. Sitting here next to me is my wife, Renee. And every Saturday, we're here talking about cars between 10 and noon right here on KKNT. And we've got uh, one caller on the line, Ron, and we're going to open up the lines. They're already open, 602 508 602 508 I'm going to take Ron before I brought bring the brought to you by. So, Ron, good morning to you. How can I help you?
5: Well, I've got an F-150... Uh, 2,000 F-150 that's pushing about 215,000
4: miles, and um, every now and then, one of my spark plugs blows out, and I understand that the problem with F-150s and there's some kind of fix for it, just wondering if you guys do that, if you have a recommendation to somebody that does.
3: Well, I'm well aware of the history of that, and the answer is, is it's very fixable, but here's the problem. The problem is is that there has been so many fixes and so many different fixes that you have to find somebody who's tried them all and has determined this one is the one that doesn't come back and bite us. So if we blow the whole threads out and then there is so much risk here and the reward is so small that the shop has to know what they're doing. I know that we do this, and I know we do it successfully, but I must admit to you that there's customers out there that might be mad at me because we didn't do it successfully, but like the rest in our industry, we had one or two options on the front side, then we had 10, and then we went to 20, and it was really a matter of looking at all of them. The the process we use it has worked for us, if not 100%, 99% of the time. The downside is is that oftentimes it's one after the other after the other. But you 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 don't benefit if you do them all at once. That's a crazy notion. So doing one, and that's one only, is the right way to go. Um, right. I, I, I would have a lot of questions to ask you before I could put an estimate together, but I would imagine you're going to be in the 150 to 250 range, and I'll tell you why I'm saying that. I'm pretty sure it's an hour and a half to two and a half hours. And uh, we have to gain access, and then we have to uh, pull the plug out and hopefully get it out if you've screwed it back in. And if you bring it to us with no plug in it, that saves a small step. And then we're going to very carefully put new threads, put a keeper in there, put some glue in there. We're going to make it to where it's brand new. But the, you have a Triton in that, and that's just a problem with those. In, in yeah. a certain year range, it's not on all of them. They fix the problem later. But there was a lot of guys that were pulling heads and replacing heads. The problem is, is that the old heads had the same problem as the new heads. So, and then there was so many fixes. This was, this was in 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 every shape, way, shape, or form a merry-go-round that was doing 50 miles an hour. So.
5: Yeah. So.
3: Anyway. What, um, what part of town do you live in?
5: I live up in Cape Creek.
3: Okay, I'd probably give Kurtz a call, or uh, or. Um, uh, I or, um, what yeah, am I sure. thinking of? Action Auto. Yeah. They're both up there in the north area. Um, you might also call Air Park Auto, and ask them if they've been successful in replacing the uh, the threads and the inserts on your uh, on your Triton motor. A lot of guys will just tell you honestly, I don't want to do that. The risk is so is so great. The reward is so small. Yeah. And, they, um, it's a it.
4: But you guys do it, right?
3: Yes, but I'm on the other side of the world from you.
5: Wow.
3: I'm at Warner and I-10, so I'm in I'm I, West Tempe. I,
5: I, I don't mind traveling for. Okay. You know, good work. That's it's, not
3: a yeah, I have one guy that does that, and Eddie has been with me for 28 years. Yeah, almost and, 29. And he's a Ford uh, guru in the sense, in this sense, from the very first Mustang to the cars today, from the old cars to the new cars. He is my go-to guy, and uh, him and I together have determined which process we like the best. And it's my job to make sure that that process continues to bring success to us. And Eddie would be the one that would be doing the work on your car. And I can I can assure you, he's if he hasn't done fifty, he's done a hundred of those. Yeah.
5: Okay. One one more question right. is I I found sure. that if I find that if I I keep extra spark plugs. Because I find that after a while
4: it's really the spark plug threads that are not working it's not the head threads so I've already cool. put two new spark plugs in there because the other ones would no longer seek okay how long can I, how long can I get away with
3: that <laughs> well I'm surprised that you've done it three times to be honest with you we don't usually see that <laughs> happening although we've seen guys that have tried to wrap technic or Teflon tape around the park spark plug threads and put those in or electrical tape or or something like that the problem is is when it comes out it's going to take the threads off the head and take the threads off the spark plug Um, and the softer is going to move more and the harder is going to move less so i don't know that that conclusion that i'm popping them out and the threads seem to be damaged on the spark plug themselves i'm not quite sure that that discussion is going to further us but i hope it gets you without a tow bill if you're coming that far away, I'm hope, I hope it gets you there without any problems.
5: Well, I don't yeah, want you to a...
3: drive it with no spark plug in it.
5: No, no, no I wouldn't do that. Okay. Um, right. But I've just been using it running around town, and it's fine.
4: Uh, and every now and then I just check the tightness of it. But uh, I just wanted to uh,
5: get a hold of you. I'll call make an appointment and uh, okay. get it on.
3: Okay, well, good. Thank you very much, Ron. Thank you and 6025080960 6025080960 we're Doug, good morning Doug. How are you today? Good morning. Not too bad. Thank you. Hey, my
4: daughter's got a 08 Pontiac G6 and she says when she fills up with gas, she'll start the car up and it'll shut right off again and then she has to start it up again. Do you have any ideas what that would be? Check in my on has a, an evap a code, but she
3: changed the gas cap, and that didn't do anything. Okay. I bet she's the tank stuffer.
5: Overfilling it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want you to picture on the top of the gas tank, there's this kind of like a dome, and we're going to put the suck portion of the evaporative in that dome, and all we want to do is, is have vent. We want to vent the tank. We want to suck the fumes out of the tank and, and run them forward to the engine. So if she doesn't drop the nozzle or pull it after the first click, and and frankly, I'm not being mean to to your daughter because I do it. My wife is a, st- <laughs> a tank, tank stuff too, <laughs> and so was my mother. So. Um, it's just not worth that last buck or two that you're going to stuff into the tank. And so when we fill that dome up with fuel, the very first time you start it, the evaporative system wants to suck the top of the, uh, the fumes out. And, of course, it gets a big gulp of gas, and as a result, the engine dies. So now it's in a flooded condition, and she probably has to put her foot all the way to the floor to get it running. And after four or five miles, the problem goes away we drop the, the, the level of gas down in. I'll bet you that evaporative code will go away once she gets through two or three fuel tanks and she stops stuffing the tank. I think that she'll, and that evaporative code, code may very well go away.
4: Yeah, she, does, she did say she has to put her foot down on, on the gas, on the pedal to get it to start.
3: So, yeah, right. that's probably it. That's clear flood so um, i i don't want you to blame this on me doug i'm I'm gonna be mad at you and and you you just say i read this somewhere in mechanical magazine and you start that way but if you say mark salem said that you're a tank stuffer then you know your daughter could be like a black belt in karate and i'm kind of scared of those kinds of women so
2: all right
4: sounds good thank you
3: okay you betcha and uh, I, I, I can't, what do you think this is, Catholic confession?
2: What? You, you that raised... I said I did it too? Yeah. I do. I just hate to fill up my gas tank. And if you were nice, you'd probably do it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I only have. And then I
2: wouldn't stuff it. I only have
3: ten other cars under no, my responsibility.
2: No, you don't.
3: Well, all the shop cars. Oh,
2: well, you don't fill those
3: up. No, but it's my, what, they're going to turn around and say to me what you just said to me? What? That I, you're, they're your cars, you fill them up. That's right. Yeah, uh huh. That ain't Good. gonna work. Okay. All right. When so I'm not, not taking care not of your stuff car, you're not stuffing things. Don't worry I, about it. No, and I'm not going to be filling your car up anymore. You know, I almost filled up your Camaro the other day. Yeah. And I and it was at three quarters. And I and I'm glad I didn't. Now. <laughs> <laughs> 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960.
2: What else you got on your list of complaints this week? Well, I am
3: no, no complaints. Oh, okay. IMM Auto Service is a great shop in Tempe, northeast, northeast quadrant of Tempe. And here's what's great about IMM: No matter what you have in your garage, American, domestic, Italian, Czechoslovakian, um, anything, IMM can work on Toyota, Honda, Chevrolet, Ford. Uh, Honda, Chevrolet, Ford. Who else is the big dog there? Chevrolet, Ford, and Chrysler. Okay. Those are the top five. They can work on those, but here's where they really shine. Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo. Anybody can do oil changes on those cars, but when the windshield wipers start flapping on a Saab, the radio changes station on you, and the gas cap blows off, you better know somebody who can work on a Saab. Because nobody else is going to fix that unless that guy's had years and years of experience. So if you have one of those cars, keep in mind, IMM, Dave, has been in business since 1972. He gives you a warranty. He has ASC Master Certified Technician. And more than anything else, here's the most important thing as far as Mark Salem's concerned. He has access to the parts for those cars. Mm -hmm. It's not uncommon for us to tell him we need this part for an old Fiat, and he'll either have it in stock or tell us where to buy it. Right. So he's a really good source. Now, he's not going to do that for you, mm-hmm. but he has a good source, uh, a good supply line of parts for the, um, the Saabs, the uh, Volvos, the Fiat, and Alfa Romeos. Fiat cars. All That's right, Rock. Like Lee, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi
4: there. I have a... Uh... 2001 E320 Mercedes. 114, 15,000 miles on it. The other day, uh, just in a, a normal start, I just uh, obviously start the car, it was in park, I pull it down, uh, the gear shift and step on the gas to go and as I get just uh, a, a short uh, trip going. It, uh, it, the transistor did not shift. It, Stayed in that low gear. And uh, I just then pulled off the side of the road. Uh, uh, called a, uh, a garage and said, to they have any uh, thoughts for me? to he said, yeah, just pull off to the side, turn the uh, ignition off, take the key out, I'll wait, uh, you know, just a little bit of time, put it back in and start it. I did, and everything was okay. He said what okay. it sounds like to him is either uh, you can pull it in, I guess, and it goes into a manual. Yes. And I either did that or um, there's something else wrong. I said it could be a,
3: just a selector or what. Okay. All right. All right. When that happens, um, resetting the entire process by sh- pulling off, putting it apart, shut the key off, count to 20, turn the key back on, that's, that's a normal thing. So that suggests that we just had some confusion, and you reset the, reset the entire system and started it back up. So in that case, I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. Number two, it's entirely possible you had it in manual, so it wouldn't come out of first gear. That's possible. It's not the first. You're not the first person that's done that. You're not the second. and You won't be the hundredth. Third, what's the name of the garage you talked to?
4: Um.
3: Well, it's, hold on, hold on. Don't say the name. Did you talk to Goody? No. Okay. I, I'm glad I asked you. Don't say the name. Um, the only person in this entire state. That could get, have given you good information is Goody up in Scottsdale, who's a Mercedes-Benz guru, and uh, I know personally that he has he has told other shops how to fix problems over the phone based on a good set of symptoms. Now he's kind of busy; takes a while to get in there. But in your case, I would not go to him. In your case, I would continue to drive it, and if you can go 30 days without that happening again, I don't think you should spend any money. If it does happen, I think you should probably um, call Goody and ask him if he would take a look at your car. Um, I know that he has fixed many, many Mercedes-Benz transmissions without rebuilding them and without removing them because there's so many other circuits on a Mercedes that controls the shift pattern. So good luck to you, Lee. But if His name is Goody, D-O-O-D-I-E. Um, A lot of people spell it G-O-O-D-Y-S. Either way, he's a good
0: guy. We'll be back right after this.